want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC on location, Earth 2023, with my audio extraordinaire, Noel Myers. We are here with Laura, the president and co-founder of Walla, and we're going to talk software, we're going to talk empowering studios and all the bricks and mortar and people that need to know that they have an enterprise solution behind them. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. So talk about how you you know, started in the industry and then kind of morphed from being on the bricks and mortar side to saying, hey, I should be a software, Build software. technologist <laughs> and I'm not looking back no matter what <laughs> decision I made, like I've done several. Yeah, so go yeah. ahead. No, we're in a good place. We're at a good time. Let's all keep it all positive, but yeah. tell us how you got here. Um, I started out teaching yoga on the side of my uh, corporate sales career and I was a college athlete. I played volleyball in college uh-huh. and uh, just fell in love with the the boutique experience, but all the studios that I worked at kept closing, kept changing owners, and it was driving me crazy. And so I'd start helping them with sales processes and had to get to know the software they were on so I could give them support and uh, ultimately got to know MindBody, which is what all of them worked on at the time. And at one point I was recruited away to help open one of the first Yoga 6 locations. So I, I helped design sales processes, operations manuals, made that studio hyper profitable over a couple of years. This was when it was independent before yep. it became part yep. of Exponential. Exactly. Okay. So first, I, I think we were the second location. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So got that rocking and realized that I loved doing that. Loved helping, you know, take studios from not great to fantastic and leveraging the technology they had. And, and what, what were some of the things that you saw as like obvious, you know, I, I look at a company now, I've looked at thousands. Mm-hmm. You probably looked at thousands or hundreds of companies. You saw like, look, there's a couple of like blocking and tackling things that you haven't done or you're not thinking about correctly. So what, what would be some of those keynotes? Right. I think a lot of people, especially 10, 15 years ago when I started in this industry, did not have a sales process at all. They didn't yeah. know what it meant to follow a client journey. They didn't have the technology to see where people were in that journey. Um, and they just relied on people coming back. And there was no encouragement. There was no um, helping them build a habit with your business. So what, what's in your DNA that you realize that, okay, we're running a yoga practice, we've got a community, but that doesn't usurp the need for sales, marketing, <laughs> telling the story, getting out there, being type A and not like just waiting and hoping that the door right. opens. What, right. what, what happened to you? 
Uh, well, I mean, at the absolute core, I'm one of six kids. <laughs> okay, so you, it takes, you got to get an audience, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you I had fight to fight for, for attention. Well, wow, it's a great analogy, actually. Yeah, I a mean, child who needs an audience would be a great person to drive sales and marketing. Absolutely. Bam, I, we're done. See you later. Yeah. Awesome. There's your tip <laughs> of the day. Got the answer for you. There's <laughs> your tip of the day. Hire someone who has a lot of siblings. <laughs> totally. I, I learned very quickly that attention didn't last long if I got it, so I had to figure out how to keep it. Okay. And uh, then beyond that, I I was in a a very high pressure sales career in recruiting, headhunting, and, um, you know, I I was constantly being attacked by my competitors. And I knew that just because somebody stepped in my door of my yoga studio and maybe had a great class, that didn't mean that 10 other businesses were trying to vie for their attention. So, you know, part of the yoga industry has kind of figured out that they can charge what it's worth, you know, and, and I think Soul Cycle kind of being the bellwether of, yes. of saying, hey, look, this is what it's worth and this is why. And if you're going to pay, I, I joke around, but if you're going to pay $34 for the Bronzino on the Upper East Side, you can pay $37 for a Soul Cycle class. Yeah. It's probably appropriately priced and the Bronzino is going to go down quicker than your enjoyment of the Soul Cycle class. So why not? Um, when you take a look at yoga being like so, um, I'm probably not going to use the right terms because I'm not in the space, but like so holistic and I want you to pursue my journey or your own journey Mm -hmm. at the same time. Like I'm trying to run a a for-profit business here and I have to be able to toggle between the two or else I'm not going to be here for you. That was, I mean, it was essentially my, my speech I would give month after month when I started. So after Yoga 6, I started doing management and software consulting for boutique fitness studios. Okay. And I just got on my soapbox and was like, guys, you got to ask for money. Stop giving away your classes. This yeah. is just, you're not going to be a business. Do you know Promotion Vault, by the way? Do you do any no, work with them? They I do gift them. cards and they do reward systems. So instead of giving uh, away or discounting, you say like, hey, do a 10 or $20 Lululemon card and then it doesn't come out of your revenue and oh, then people sweet. use it or they don't use it. Um, yeah, let's take a look so at there's that. something that we should talk. We're an investor in that business. Um, that wasn't a plug for that, but it's a, <laughs> it, the point is, like, incent people to do something, encourage them to do it, yeah. but at least make it happen one way or the other. Right. Um, right. And part of part of what I did with like that frustration and that uh, eagerness to bring to, to just professionalize the industry a little bit was at the time everybody used Mind Body, and so I walked up to Rick at the time, who was the CEO at one of their conferences, and said, "Hey, I need your I, I really need your help. I need your business owners to talk to each other. They all have the same problems. They all have the same frustrations. You have the biggest captive audience." can I build an online community for your people? And can you fund it? <laughs> and That's what yes. you asked for? Yeah. Um, and okay. he said yes. And so I built uh, with the co-founder of my body at the time, Blake, um, MindBody One, which was we built to about 8,000 of their clients and had a captive, engaged online community. As part of their company. Yep, as part of their company, but I was a contractor. I was external running it. And that's part of why it was successful because they didn't come and bitch to me about things in the product not working. I wasn't tech support. They came to talk to each other about business best practices. So I had such a deep like insight into what was happening day to day in the industry. And I just finally realized that I wasn't going to get what I wanted out of them, out of my body. And I, my business partner at the time I had been doing some um, advisory services for him as he launched his tech startup, which was Limber, um, that he had just sold to MindBody. 
So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. he became head That was of, an appointment software? Or what was no, that? it was actually dynamic pricing. So Oh, that's right. That's yep, what I remember. Yep. Now. Okay, so nice. kind of, uh, yeah, anyway. So. Yeah. so it's interesting. So you basically, you know, and I, what I always reiterate on these podcasts to kind of like drop into people's knowledge bases to say, once you see what the frustration that you're solving, then you can build a solution for it. Yep. You know, I, I come, people come to us with ideas a lot and they say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm like, well, what frustration did you personally have or yeah. did you personally experience that warrants you to start a company and devote your right. life to solving that problem? And if you don't, if there isn't really a problem, but you just think it's a cool, like, yeah. combination of things, like, um, you know... Reese's peanut butter cups, great combination, great idea, good idea. Turn that into a product, right? Let's mix yeah. those together. Yeah. Um, doing aerial yoga and hit workouts, probably not solving anyone's frustration. Exactly. Just do them exactly. on different days. Yeah. Um, so, talk about what Wall has become. You know, obviously starting mm -hmm. from the root cause of people's issues and kind For of sure. building from there, and and also talk about what it was like to and what it is like to be an entrepreneur on your. Yep. your own little island and yeah. trying to grab onto other <laughs> boats to say, hey, you guys got the same thing going on here yeah. or what? Yeah, let's not drown. Um, I mean, talk about the frustration moment. I, re I will never forget this, and I think about it day to day. Um, I was seven months pregnant with my second kid and running my Yoga 6 location, and I couldn't get a report on my teacher performance. I was, like, losing my mind. Two teachers had asked for a raise. I didn't know how much money they were bringing me. It was just, it was mind-numbing. Yeah. And I just was crying, and I had, like, my tears dropping on my giant <laughs> pregnant belly, and I was like, how can this be the only solution? So I, I literally bring that into my day-to-day -day because I know so many people go through the yeah, same frustrations. Um, and so, you know, when Doug, uh, Doug Hecht is my business partner and I came together, we, we really needed each other. Like he's, he had built tech companies and understood the operations and the, the, you know, the tech chops needed to build a really quality product. And I had the industry knowledge and could help guide where the product needed, um, like the, the use cases, the understanding of the granular details, because let's let's face it, there are a lot of competitors in this industry, and Mind Body still up into you know yeah, has sure. tens of thousands of studios, and it took a lot of work on those you know deeper intricacies in the software before we could even go to market. Like w there's no way to go to market in this industry without a really robust product. Yeah, people just want to switch. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I ran a software company from 2000 to 2003. And um, there were a lot of feature requests, you know, and, and what it's we learned stop. the hard way, as people always hear me say, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. You start talking about version two, people are like, you know what, I'll just wait till version two comes out. Yep. What do I have to sign up for now? Yep. And so you're always like working off of this like wet painting in a gallery and be like, I'll, I'll come back when it tries yep. or when you fix it or put a new frame on it. So it's like you can't really ask for the sale when you're like telling people, 90 oh, days coming. out, and then 90 days turns into 120, and then right. my programmers say, oh, it's not ready yet, we had to do this, X, Y, Z, and then you're like, okay, yeah. I actually didn't sell anything, I have zero revenue. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying. From a standpoint of, you know, understanding what MindBody did, and, you know, they, they helped build this industry, sure. which is amazing. Um, the fact that they're combining with ClassPass, hopefully that becomes kind of what it was supposed to be, like a Switzerland of, yeah. you know, supply and demand. But... As an entrepreneur, your kind of jumping off point was like, hey, I saw all these frustrations. You've got like an A-type personality. You also probably 
not a bad way, in a good way, because I am. I think I'm a rescuer. And I'm <laughs> I, like, don't, I don't take offense to that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you got a problem? I'll help you solve it. Like, yeah. I'm, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm on the planet for, right? <laughs> Basically, like, you got a problem? All right, I'll make it better. <laughs> um, so, obviously, mind body, a lot of customers, a lot of capital, yep. a lot of infrastructure. You know, you saying, hey, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to compete with them. What gave you the confidence to do that? And why did you think yeah. you could pick, I wouldn't say pick off, but like have a number of people say like, hey, this might make my life better. Yeah. I, I honestly think the big confidence booster for me was the combination of me and Doug. We we had what I thought, when I looked at the competitors in the industry, I saw a lot of companies that were either um, underfunded, undercapitalized, right. who had experience in the industry, but didn't understand what it was actually gonna take to be, build a competing product. Or I saw tech people who could raise some money, but didn't actually understand the use cases of the industry. And Doug and I had both. We had the, the tech What was experience. his background? So Doug started out with a digital marketing agency here in San Diego called Digitaria. Um, sold that to J. Walter Thompson, um, WPP. Um, and once he was done there, once he had his earnouts, um, started Limber. And okay. that's when we met. I, I was working as an advisor early on for him there. Okay. Um, so he had that background, and I just I knew so thoroughly the use cases. I and I can speak to our our customer. They mm. they relate to me. I've been them. Right. Um, it's seventy percent women who are being we're sick and tired of tech guys telling them what they're doing wrong that's in their businesses. Uh, and I I'm not shy. I, I saw something <laughs> uh, on on uh, I think it was a Netflix documentary about everything you see somebody designed and wanted you to think a certain way or, or had a vision of what that was going to be. Mm -hmm. And they basically said that the world has not been designed primarily by women. Mm -hmm. The world has not been designed by people of certain minorities or yeah, yeah. ethnicities. So you don't really know how they perceive, you know, a user interface or how they perceive right. what the structure means. Is this, is this some positive or negative? Like is the, the the color blue, 40, I actually looked something there, 42% of the people say the color blue is their favorite color. Huh. There should probably be a lot more blue, blue in the world in, in people's logos, right? If Good that thing wall that is fat. bright freaking blue. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I didn't even know that. That's great. Well, I knew that, but I was colorblind. And I still am colorblind, even though afterwards. Um, point is that you designing technology and, and, and pushing that forward was probably something different. Yeah. And it's it's what we get feedback on all the time. In fact, really? we have one of a quote that I'll never forget. One of our clients said, she said, I feel like I've been working in this dark, dingy bit like basement for years at my studio. And then I open Walla and it's like I stepped in a floor to ceiling, windows, airy, white. That's room. an awesome uh, that, that's an awesome testimonial. Yeah. Of what? You wouldn't intuitively think would be like a visceral reaction right. to open up like a user interface or yeah. homepage or something. She's like, I can breathe. I can take a deep breath That's when awesome. I open your software. You should definitely have that on the website, like in big 72 Full font, letters, Times New right. Roman or something. <laughs> no, that's a great quote. Um, so as you've gone forward and maybe this kind of flips to the entrepreneurs out there, maybe yep. some advice. If you could like tell your younger self as you were building the business, and I'm saying this because I made some of these hit some of these pitfalls in the past mm -hmm. where I want to say yes to everybody. At the same time, the software doesn't do that right now. The yeah. software is not going to do that in any time in the near future. Right. So how do you kind of manage through that and how, yeah. based on your knowledge, do you say that's a good point and you kind of either have enough experience where you can like psychologically 
don't know if that's the right term. Prioritize, like, here's what the real feature set or roadmap should be, and let's kind of right. move that around. Like a DNA, see that, like, DNA totally. thing? Yeah, the right there, visual. helix. Yeah, is like that what the it's called? parts of the helix are changing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, what I'd say to that is I'm not good at prioritizing the roadmap, so thank God I hired, we hired the right person who, who is good at That's that great. because she takes my I want everything now and forces me to prioritize it. Yeah. Um, and I, I probably would have made it a mess if I tried to do it myself. Okay. Um, because I'm like you, yeah, I want to say yes to everybody all the time. Right. Um, but also, we got uncomfortably niched early on and said, no, we are not going to try for spa salon. We're not going to try for dog walking schools or music schools or pottery studios. We want boutique fitness, period. And even even more niche down than that for our initial kind of MVP and V1, V2, we want yoga, bar, Pilates, because we know to, how to speak their language and that this product works exactly for them. So we've had no churn, you know, like people love us and it's... How many locations do you have? Um, so hovering around 200 right now. We, uh -huh. we launched in February, January, February of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. And are, are a lot of the relationships ones that you've cultivated over time? Is it um, a lot of word of mouth just saying like, hey, the, the quote that you just gave us yeah. about Florida <laughs> Sailing Windows, is that kind of how things are... I think people need to know, look, there's relationships and there's results and testimonials right. that sell software. There's marketing, there's trade shows, you know, yeah. like just to explain how that works. Right. The to, first to, year to, was a lot of, I mean, we had very little inbound. Right. Sure. <laughs> it was Why hustle. It was pure freaking hustle and calling and emailing and me being everywhere I possibly could be in front of studios. Uh, and now, and, and we hired a few different salespeople. Last year was the year of proving that our product worked and we could actually communicate what it did well. This is the year of scaling the sales and marketing operation. And can we, you know, we, we adopted a revenue operations model so we understand the data behind everything. We, we've got a really clear picture of the unit economics and the CAC. So now we know and we can, yeah. we can scale. And, and when you take a look at what's going on on the data side on KPIs, right? how much are you saying, okay, I've got 200 studios that are all in this niche category. Right. Have you been asked or are you providing, hey, here's like, not necessarily by name, but here's where you rank in revenue per square foot, square feet per member, or is it, do you not want to do that? Or is that something that people might want in the future, but you don't want to people necessarily like gamifying their business? Right. Um, I don't know that we'd present Never it used that, that term way. before, gamifying Gamify your business. Gamify the business? Yeah. It's a good one. Maybe. maybe. Um, Let's just walla. <laughs> Let's just go walla. Keep going. I don't know that we'd present it that way, but we are giving benchmarks, right? So we okay. know, for example, okay. on an intro offer, our average studio has a 27% conversion rate from intro offer to membership. Fine, good. Most of them grow when they from when they start to where they are now. Okay. Um, we're starting now that we have studios that have been on for a year. Now we're able to start looking at year-over-year -year growth and, you know, plan, we call pricing options plans. Plan growth, we know right now, we just ran the data last week, 10% growth month over month. So we had an incredible, our studios had an incredible year last year. Nice. Um, yes, the answer is yes, we want to share a lot of that. How we're going to be sharing it is going to be more in an educational, you know, here's how you can set goals, here's how you can motivate your teams. And, you know, here's how you know what's required to be successful in this industry. Gotcha. 
So as you build out your team and you know that you're, you're, you're managing these types of operations, are you looking for somebody with software experience? Do you look for people with yoga experience, Pilates? How do you kind of think about job descriptions? And I don't think people think enough about them, but what kind of person or what kind of skill set? So how do you think about that? Um, because my background is in recruiting, headhunting, and, yeah. and sales there. That's why I, I want to get your expertise. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, most people aren't, aren't, don't have your background. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people make bad hires. Yeah, it's one and of my favorite it, parts of the job. And yeah, I, I would so. say part of the reason we've had very little turnover. Um, initially, my first group of salespeople, I wanted every single one of them to have owned or managed a studio so they could speak the language of our clients. That was what I wanted as our go-to-market, our initial, we understand you, we empathize with you, we can speak your language. Right. You're going to want to talk to us when you pick up the phone. Yeah. And that was great. Now, for a scale perspective, I want people who have sold software. And and those are going to be the first, you know, contacts because I need them to be able to hustle and yeah. make 100 Agreed. calls a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a little bit of a both and, but I, I definitely prioritize people who understood the industry because, again, I'm selling to a lot of women who have been talked down to and told that they don't know what they're doing for the last decade of their lives. And I want other women or, you know, other people who have been in their shoes to be consulting with them and sharing why this is a great move for their business. Gotcha. And then when somebody gets onboarded, what, what does that process look like? Um, are they usually, uh, is it out of the 200, let's say as an example, are there 50 new or, or is it mostly conversions? Mostly conversions, although for whatever reason, December, January, we had a ton of brand new studios come right, on, so that was exciting to see. Um, Mostly conversions. We nailed the migration process, partly because I was a certified mind-body consultant and I taught people how to run reports in oh, the software. Okay. So <laughs> the first the first three we did, it was definitely up all night, you know, like line by line, migrating data, learning it, but we automated it. That's what you and gotta do, right? Yeah. I mean, that is one thing I can give with absolute confidence people ease around is we know how to bring their data over cleanly. And it's really their consumers don't have any kind of a disruption That's in service. That's great to hear. Well, um, I'm excited that, that we met at the last event and we parlayed that into a podcast. Love it. We're going to get this up there. We'll have all the information. If you are a studio and you're looking for a fresh start, you know, yeah. we've, we've given you a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a short snippet of why it might be time to think about who you're partnering with. So yes. awesome. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Make awesome hires so you can tell other people, <laughs> yes. yeah, I nailed that hire. Uh, and I thought about it beforehand, premeditated, and found the exact person. So Sweet. welcome to the Halo sector. And please use our term as widely and as useful as uh, as ubiquitous as possible. So All right. awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Good Pete. to see you.